is a pre-recorded message as you know you can't meet in the church on Sunday so we're getting together and we're pre-recording our welcome and some worship and a short teaching message so I hope that this finds you well and I hope that you're you know staying in touch with each other by phone um, and I'm starting off the season with women of faith now as I was thinking what women should I bring in what should I like talk about this morning and I was praying about it and I thought about Mary or Mary Madeline or Naomi but God when I was reading this this woman just jumped out me so I was reading Luke and you'll find the woman in chapter 13 starting at verse 10 in Luke on the Sabbath Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years she was bent over double and she could not straighten up when Jesus saw her he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on one of those days, not the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrite! Don't each one of you on the Sabbath untie his donkey or ox and lead them to water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for eighteen long years, be set free on the Sabbath from what has bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things Jesus was doing. So we're starting off really with an unnamed woman. Now, Jesus was there in the synagogue and he was teaching. And it's interesting, this is his last public sermon in the synagogue before the cross. So this was, he was teaching up a storm. And I think everybody would have been there. Everyone would have been wanting to listen to Jesus. And Jesus was teaching. And the synagogues were places where he went to worship and he went to pray. But it was men orientated and women weren't really allowed there not in the main area but then jesus sees this woman and he calls her forward and she comes forward and he lays his hands on her and he says be healed you are free free from your infirmities and i just think that's just a wonderful picture that jesus has for us here and now at this particular time that jesus wants to say to you come come forward to me you are free from all your infirmities you are free from what ails you. Now the woman it says she was bound. So if you picture, if you put your hand like that and you, you bend it, she was bound. So for 18 long years, her head faced the ground. She didn't look up. She couldn't see a sunset. She couldn't see a rainbow. She, she couldn't see faces. She was bound for 18 long years. And I think she would have been well known in the village and well known wherever she lived. And people would have been, there's that woman. And Jesus knew she was bound for, from his spirit. Did other people? Was she an outcast? But yet she still was in the temple. And she went, she didn't go to seek healing. She went to listen to what Jesus had said. By all accounts and all the, the, the commentaries, they all say that she wasn't pushing herself forward. She wasn't seeking Jesus. She was going to listen to what he had to say. So that's her faith. Her faith was, well, I, I have this affliction. I am bound 
what I've heard of this man Jesus, I've heard of his teachings, I've heard of how he preaches and I want to hear him. It's like when you want to go and hear your favourite band or you want to hear someone and you know we had a conversation a few weeks ago with friends like who would you like to hear what's your favourite band that you haven't heard and you would just like to go and hear them one more time and I think that lady felt like this I just want to go and hear him never mind that he could heal never mind that she had heard all the healing stories she was more interested in his teaching stories and his parables and what he had to say about the kingdom of God. So can you imagine him when he called her forward? She was there listening. She couldn't see him. She probably had never seen him. But she had heard him and heard of him. And she was hearing him there in the temple, in the synagogue. And he called her forward and said, woman. And I, I, I love how he calls her woman. I, I feel it's an endearing term sometimes for when he was doing his first miracle, I can remember when Mary said to him, do what he says. And he turned around and said to Mary, woman, my time has not yet come. And I feel it was a term of endearment. It wasn't a like, woman. It was like, you know, woman, my time has not yet come. And I feel like it was the same. You know, when I was reading the text and thinking and praying on it, I feel it was the same phrase he used, the same soft tones, the same, you know, the voice of compassion when he called her forward. Most all the men, most all the people that were there watching, he said, woman. And he came and he laid hands on her and he healed her and she stood up and she was praising God. Oh, she was happy as you could be because it was an unexpected blessing. It was just something wonderful. And I feel like some some of us are bound, we are bound by things. And I want to say to you, God just wants to say to you, come, come to me. Anybody who is heavy laden, anybody who is burdened, anybody who is bound, anybody who needs a fresh touch from me, come. I don't know what keeps you bound. I don't know what it is that you would need God to heal you from. You would need your affirmity to be loosened. It could be unforgiveness eating away and you cannot draw close to God because of that unforgiveness. It could be that, you know, many years ago you were spoke over and it still stays with you. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. But God is saying, come, you are good enough. I can see and we are good enough. It might be that you've been really hurt and your heart still aches for many, many years and you kind of just seem to get that, that, that fullness. God's saying, come out, I can heal you, I can heal you, I can heal that broken heart. Whatever is binding you, whatever keeps you from that last step to be in the presence of Jesus, to be healed, to be whole, even though, you know, there's madness all around at the minute. There's, there's lots of things going on in our, our cities and our towns and our villages and, you know, people you know, being unkind to people and then you hear great stories of people being kind. But what about you in your relationship with Jesus? I'm asking you to question yourself. Where are you? What binds you? It might be grief. You might be stuck in grief and you might not be able just to, mo to move on from that grief or unanswered prayer. And God's saying, just come, come to me. And for, for your homework, as you'd like for this week, I want you just 
to bend over, you straighten to bend over like that and to say, Lord, free me and ask him to free you from whatever keeps you bound and then to stand up straight and praise the name of Jesus. There is power in praise and God just, God just wants you to praise his name like this woman and she was praising in her affliction. She was praising him and went to hear him in the temple even though she was bound over she still sought Jesus out and she praised his name and then we have the the rulers the hypocrites you know they're, they're saying how dare you on the sabbath day how dare you on this day of the lord how dare you heal a woman and Jesus is like well you've got ox and donkeys that you untie and lead the water and is this woman, a woman of Abraham, not more important? And that's how I know. You see, she, she was a woman of Abraham. That's how she was in the temple courts. She, she knew God's word. She knew him and Jesus knew that. And he said, a woman of Abraham. She had grown in faith even though she was afflicted. And yet these rulers could not say that. And that they would seek to have her not healed on that day when Jesus was there. But they'd rather I be bound, they'd rather keep me bound by this spirit than say I set free. And I think sometimes that's what our circumstances, that's what our life does, that's what the work of the enemy does. He'd rather I keep us bound than be set free. And Jesus calls them hypocrites. And it's interesting to note that the word hypocrite derives from the Greek word actor. And the word actor means that in the Jews, when you called them a hypocrite, the word actor, you, you, to be associated with that word because all the plays were Greek tragedies and they were sort of pornographic in those times. And a Jewish man couldn't even walk by a theatre and let his shadow touch the theatre because he'd become unclean. That's how, you know, that's how they, that's what they thought of the word hypocrite. That's what they thought of the word actor. And yet Jesus in the temple courts, it's a twofold insult because one is saying you're like an actor, you're a hypocrite, you're two-faced and you're saying it in the, the full the, the full, the full court, so the full synagogue so everybody knew these hypocrites and everyone would have been saying oh, he's calling them that because they were two-faced and then you know the woman when she stands up she praises God for what he's done and they still couldn't say it. They still couldn't say a healing. They still couldn't say she was giving God thanks. The people didn't. The people marvelled at what we were seeing. But I think the temple rulers, they didn't marvel. They were still bound by their spirit. They were still bound by their spirit of rules, by their spirit of legalism, by their spirit of what is right. And sometimes we're a bit like that ourselves, aren't we? We cannot sometimes see the wood for the trees. And many years ago, when I was young, I went and I decided I'd have a full new haircut and I went off to the hairdressers and she said to me, I said, I, I mean, I've got a fringe now, but at that particular point, I didn't have a fringe. And I said to her, I said, oh, I'm, I'm looking for just a, you know, a little bit more of a modern cut and maybe a fringe. She went, oh, I've got just the type of fringe. Now I thought it was one or two types. I thought it was either long or a short fringe. She says, no, 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 it was a diagonal fringe. Now really, at that particular point, I thought I might have had the presence of mind to say, what do you mean? A diagonal fringe. But I went, oh, I didn't realise there was a third fringe. She said, oh yes, there's a diagonal fringe. So I went, right. 
So anyway, she cut my hair very short. She clipped it out. She plastered on lots of you know trails here that would bring out my bone structure, and she cut my fringe diagonal. And I've got to be honest, I looked at clip. I looked at it, and she said to me, "Well, what do you think? Oh, didn't it? Doesn't it bring out the blue eyes?" Well, of course it brought out the blue in my eyes because my fringe was cut away at the top of my head on a slant. And I said, oh, yes, it does. It's lovely. She said, I knew you'd like it. I knew you'd think it'd bring out your bone structure. Yes, it did. It did bring out my bone structure because you could only see my face because my hair was that short with a slanty fringe. It was just the weirdest haircut I've ever had. But instead of saying that actually this I don't like or still having the presence of me in the very beginning to say this is not right I said yes I liked it I actually paid for it and I actually gave the girl a tip and I went out saying thank you very much it's lovely it's so unusual and then I got around the corner I thought what on earth is this my hair is just hair it grew out but sometimes I feel like we're like that we say yes we're healed yes we've grown all together yes it's great Yes, it's wonderful, and yet we are bound. We are still bound. And God's saying, come, come to me. Come, son, daughter of Abraham. Come, come, by, come to your Redeemer. Come to me, Jesus, your Saviour, your Redeemer, and let me unbound you. Let me set you free. Let me, let me draw near to you. And God just wants that for each and every one of us these coming few weeks. He wants us to be set free. He doesn't want us to have a spirit of fear. He wants us to be set free from anything that keeps us from entering his court with praise and thanksgiving and singing. And sometimes the things that bound we, we can't enter his court like that. We can't enter his court with praise and thanksgiving and singing. We enter them with sadness or we enter them with things within us that we know we need to be healed and changed from and God is saying please do that don't be like they don't 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 be bound you can be set free and as for the rulers them weren't set free I feel like them stayed in their boundless and we, we all have met people who was talked to was speak to and yet they're still broken many many years on yet they're still in grief many many years on and we, we we don't want that for each other and jesus doesn't want that for us our redeemer longs for us to be set free and i think that's the message that this woman brings you know she she went into the temple courts she went there just to be with jesus even though she had been bound by the spirit she went there just to hear him just to hear him speak that's what she was longing for. Now my nana, you've heard us speak about my nana many, many times, and she used to long to sit in the presence of Jesus. And she couldn't read or write, but anybody who could read, she would ask them to come in, and she'd ask them to, to, to read from the Bible. She loved hearing the word of God. She loved hearing Jesus' word. So, you know, this coming week, sit in his presence, read the word of God, Jesus said this to Jairus, just believe. And he's saying that to you today, he's saying it, just believe. Just believe in me and I can set you free. I can answer your prayers and they might not be answered in the way you want, but Jesus 
will set you free. I'm just going to read you Psalm 91. And just a few verses. Which says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress in God whom I trust. God is our refuge in our fortress and in him we trust him who dwells in the shadow of the almighty and i'm saying that to you this week i'm saying that you go to god and dwell in his presence sit in the shadow of the almighty and be healed don't be bound be healed in jesus name let me just pray for you heavenly father i pray for all of us who are watching this lord who have a spirit of fear who have things that need to be healed or need to be changed draw near to each and every one of us this coming week father and i pray your healing i pray your presence and i pray your blessing in jesus name amen